Hey everybody, let's get freaky and triple deaky. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. <laughs> I thought it was okay. That's Kevin. Uh, I thought it was a flop. Wow. Uh, yeah. I thought. It, I mean, I was trying to think of something like Halloween-wise. We're coming up. I don't know, but that's why we have the explicit rating right there. Exactly. Maybe I should have went with creepy and freaky deaky and triple deaky. I don't know. Anyway, Tommy. Yes. We have a special episode today. Yes, we do. What is our topic? We've got a grab bag of topics. That is right. We've been getting some emails. We got a very long one from Muddy Duck Eight Twenty Muddy Duck at twenty eight. Very uh very long one. We appreciate that one very well. She gave us some topics. We got some other topics to go through. So special episode, we're gonna hit on some some smaller topics that maybe might not fill out a whole episode, but we wanted to talk about. First one does indeed come from Mighty Duck at 28. It's a shootout order in D5. Or D5. D2. <laughs> Five player shootout in D2. We wish, oh. We and wish D5 was a thing. The unreleased <laughs> D5. Yes. Secret underground box set. Uh, VHS. <laughs> yeah. So the shootout order. In the movie, it goes Jesse Hall, Gee, Dwayne, who's the only miss, Fulton. And then Adam Banks. If you were Coach Bombay, do you, what is your order? Well, I, I, I'm going to begin by saying I think you should always go with your uh, your best sh- penalty shooter to start with. However, the, there's still kids that you got to deal with. You have to realize Banks is probably the, like the calmest. He can deal with like the pressures on with number five, and. Jesse, I think we've always we've already established that he's uh, he might you know kind of want to go first. You know he still feels like he's a leader. So normally I think you go with your best player like Banks, but I think it's a good decision by Bombay to go number one with Jesse. So I think number one, I think Jesse was a good point just because of a, his personality. He goes number one. He sets the tone. Am, am I the only one that thinks that Fulton would be terrible in a shootout situation? Yeah. Maybe we should start with that. Are those the right five shooters? Let's see. Well, I think Jesse and Gee Banks. Yeah, for sure. I would throw Fulton out though, because I mean, he could fall on his face before he even gets the goal. Yeah, and remember, one out of five. You ever hit the goal? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, his shootout attempt—he does a complete stop. The puck stops moving, so technically, his shootout attempt was over there, and that slap shot wouldn't have counted if the refs were on their game, but they weren't. So yeah, I mean, Fulton—strange choice there. You had some other options. I would, I would keep Dwayne. He's a good puck handler. I feel like he could really shine in that type of environment. Doesn't have to play defense or he might get a little hot dog, you know. Yeah, he, he might, might get a little... try and be fancy like Gunnar Stahl. It's true. That's true. He didn't miss. Or he did get it stopped. But so I mean, instead of Fulton, you got Connie, maybe Maybe Kenny Wu, although Ooh. I know he's great without the puck. Like he gets open, but you know how is how is he you know handling the puck and can he be quick enough to to fake out the the goalkeeper? I think he can, but you know I think his more he's more of the like get open kind of guy. You could, you could also go with Luis. He could just sprint as fast as he could and terrify the goalie, <laughs> and then just hope that the puck. Yeah, and he's already yeah. learned how to stop. So well, oh, he stopped true. once. He didn't stop in D three though. He yeah, he could stop and then spray the, the all the ice. In the goaltender's face, and then he would be blinded, and then. Well, I don't. I don't think he could do it twice. Like I don't think. I think He's that was like a miracle once. stop. One trick yeah. pony, yeah. I think that was That's a, a miracle point. stop. Um, 
Averman, Averman had some good hands in D3. He does that move where the goalie can't even see. He's not sticking <laughs> on the puck. I, I feel like Averman would be the kind of guy who, like, nerves got to him. Yeah. Like, oh, if yeah. he's shooting, like, oh, what if I miss this? What if, he's going to, like, think about it the entire, like, tournament. Like, as soon as, like, <laughs> they get on the bus to, like, go to California, he's like, oh, man, what are we going to shoot out in the championship? Yeah, like, he's great in a 7-2 game. You yeah, know, there, there's nothing really on the line. Like in when the when the Blake Bears beat or they tie them in the third one, and he's like, "Relax, it's over." And you know he's part of that huge choke job. He probably mm-hmm. took that the hardest. That's true. Okay, so I mean, I I think we're all in agreement. Jesse Hall first. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, there's some uh, unknowns here with the rules. We're not sure if Gordon has to lift list his five short shooters in order before, or he can switch it up based on this situation, but. I'd say you probably have to list it before. I mean, based on the situation, is uh... all right, all right. So second, it was Gee. Do we agree with that? I mean, yeah. I, I like Gee because he's like Mister Reliable. Like, let's say Jesse lo- like Jesse misses the first one, and then you got Gee to go with the second one because like you can count on him, and he he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who would get the pressure. I mean, that's another thing. Like, would you have Banks number two because he's almost like you're for sure he's gonna get one, but. I think he is a good number two. He's a cool customer. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I agree. Now, Dwayne, third. That's tough because if you do have to make the order beforehand, Dwayne, like we said earlier, he's the hot dogger. You know, if if you have to rely on someone to score, is Dwayne really the guy that you need? But at the same time, you want like you want all of them to be scoring, so it's a very hard situation for a coach, I think. That's true. Have we exhausted all of our options? Could we sub out? I guess who are we subbing in for, for Fulton? Ah, uh, that's a good question. I mean, I might go with Connie, but Tommy was talking about Kenny Wu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, Kevin, any ideas? Uh, I, I I don't know. My my only, I guess my best option for that would be Luis and just pray that he can stop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fair. think that's a good option. I, I do think uh, if, if Charlie was still an eligible skater, I think he's probably in there. Interesting. Yeah. He's shown that he can make a penalty shot before, even yeah. though he's... Yeah, you know, that is a true. Asshole that is true. You but got the freaky deaky triple deke down, you know. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But he's out. He's coaching, so he's got to re- be removed from the situation. Yeah, and I'm one of the, still one of the most ridiculous moments in the entire series is him stepping out to be a coach. Whatever. Let's move on. Yeah, I don't think you can do Russ Tyler either because I mean he's no, he's like no. Fulton. He's like yeah. the knuckle puck. And, yeah, he's a no. one trick pony. No. What about Portman? No. He would just try and like punch the key, <laughs> the goalkeeper. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, I think Portman's skill is a little underrated, but I wouldn't put him in my top five. Uh, so three, I don't know. I might, I might drop Gee down because you want you want somebody for that five spot in case you get to it, but that five spot might not go. Yeah. So, so would you have Gee go five and maybe I Banks would, go I two? think I would go Gee five. I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. But I would go Jesse one, Banks four, Gee five. And then I'm not sure about those middle two. Would you put uh, Dwayne number two then? Probably. And then Probably. you have... Uh, I think it's also important to have contrasting styles. Like Dwayne is obviously going to be like this mm-hmm. puck handler guy. And then if you have Wu... And they might guy thinking to the scouting report, okay, now, like, what exactly does he do again? Because like they haven't, they might not have as much information on him, or um, maybe he gets confused. Like, well, was he the puck? He's another puck handler, or is he like just good with the skates, or what? So if you have like 
just guys going like it, like if you had Fulton and and Russ, we're like, okay, well, it's obvious these guys mm-hmm. are. But Wu kind of he's a wild card. He can do whatever he wants, really. All right, I I would agree with that. I would agree. I do think, yeah. I mean, the contrasting style is probably good, for, especially in like this situation. Goalie's nervous; like he's not really sure what's going on. He doesn't know the scouting reports and whatnot. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I think my five would go. I think this is where you regret not having Carp. By the way, <laughs> Carp. I think my five would be Jesse Hall, Dwayne. I still like Connie there. I like Connie at number three. Banks, Gee, Tommy. Think, yeah, I Connie. Can li- I, can live with I that. think Connie would be good. Yeah, Tommy. What would your five be? I think uh, Jesse. Uh, I would go Banks at number two. Interesting. Explain. Explain. I want Banks number two because Jesse misses. I say Banks is definitely scoring. I think Banks is scoring no matter what. Okay. And so you go up, potentially like it's going to be like two 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 one whatever. Um, and I think also when Banks, if Banks scores, it kind of helps alleviate pressure. Let's say you have Jesse and then Duango and they both miss. Mm-hmm. And then Connie's number three. Who know? Like, I'm not sure Connie could deal with that kind of pressure. Why? She didn't really kind of show any kind yeah. of leadership. It's a fair point. Okay. Was, what, what are you, what's your real thoughts about this, Kevin? You. I was baiting you. All right. All right. To what? <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on. Uh, all, all right. right. Are you done? So you got Jesse one, Banks two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you go with Dwayne three because he would also he would be he would get like uh, mm-hmm. lifted up I think by Banks making it. So he'd be like, okay, well now I can uh, you know, I'm definitely gonna be able to make this and he put it in. By the same time he might get cocky. So it, it's it's definitely tough. I think really, they're really hamstrung by having uh, Fulton and and Russ who who can't take penalties. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then four. Um, I guess you go with uh, either Wu or Connie. I mean, I think Connie would be a good choice there. And then five, I'm going with Yi. Interesting. Yi is like old reliable. Old faithful. Yeah. And also, you got to think, like, let's say he misses it. Yi isn't the kind of guy who's going to, like, kill himself over yeah, it. that's a good point. And so, like, if you have Averman at five, like, no, he's suicide watch. <laughs> he's done. Or if you have Banks at five, Banks misses. Yeah. Oh, yeah, in front yeah. of the scouts. Oh, so, yeah. 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 That was a risky play by Gordon. Yeah. All right, Kevin, what's your five? I I, I like your five. Uh, I think you keep you keep Jesse at one because he's kind of like uh, to to do my uh, my customary sports parallel, the Scotty Pippen, you know, drop a play for Tony Kukoc, and he says, you know, fuck this, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go sit down on the bench, screw you guys, try to win by yourselves. So you keep him there because he, yeah, he just needs that mentality, you know, um, and then uh, I'll go. I'll go Gi too. Interesting. I, I, I like I like the consistency factor. I mean, you, you know, you can count on him. Um, I like I like Kenny Wu. I like the I like that prospect. And then, I guess, Dwayne at four. Four. Yeah. High pressure then, situation yeah, for and Dwayne. Then, and then Banks at five. Okay. You could take out Dwayne for uh, for Connie and have Wu and Connie That's go. That's true, and then you don't have to worry about Dwayne. But unless you you do believe that Dwayne, you know, will buckle down and get it done. Well, I mean, you are the person who said Dwayne was the worst duck. So, and then you're throwing <laughs> him <laughs> out. Well, I mean, but I mean, this, but he's the best puck handler yeah, that anybody's good, ever seen. Yeah, this, you, yeah, he might thrive in that situation. Yeah, 
Yeah, and it's Dwayne also point. on like a, on a one on one, like yeah, he probably would try and hot dog a lot, but Dwayne like really messed up when like he was trying to like skate around three people, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. just like a jackass. Yeah. Okay, so so your final five, Jesse Gee, who's who's that from there? Uh, Jesse Gee, Kenny Wu, Dwayne, and Banks. Banks. Any concern that you don't get the Banks at five that they win it before Banks can shoot? I mean, maybe I, I I also toyed with the idea of flip flopping Banks and Dwayne, uh-huh. and anchoring with Dwayne. Although that's a lot of pressure to put on him if it gets to him. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's an option too. I I don't know, or or maybe flip flopping Gee and Banks. Either or, right. that'd be cool with either of those. All right. One final thing on this: any injury concerns about Adam Banks? Yeah, the rest he's coming. Oh, I, I didn't really think about that. Yeah, maybe he puts him at five because, I mean, y- you want to win it before he gets there, and then plus if it, if it does get to him, he'll be jacked up on, yeah. on adrenaline, and he he won't even think about his wrist. Yeah, that is yeah. a good point. I mean, so you could either throw him first or last, and you might have that same effect. That's good. I the thing I would say is like if he's healthy enough to play, he's healthy enough to be like wherever. Like I'm just gonna I'm put I'm throwing it on my mind if I'm the coach. His 70% is better than anybody else's 100%. Exactly. All right. Next topic. D2. We talked. We touched on this in many episodes. But D2's makeup of their team, both like geographically and talent-wise. We have, obviously, the kids from Minnesota. Then you have Julie the Cat from Bangor, Maine. Northeast, hockey, kind of. Sure, There's yeah. hockey there. Luis Mendoza from the South, Miami. Not much <laughs> hockey going on there. Dwayne from Austin, Texas. Not really much hockey going on there. Although it is, it is growing a little bit, but still not a traditional hockey power. Portman's from Chicago, Midwest. Not, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, Illinois so. is not the biggest state for hockey there, but it's still hockey hotbed. People like hockey up there. And then you got Kenny Wu out in San Fran. Like, California, another emerging hockey market. But I don't think San Fran's the place. Plus, he's a former figure skater. Um, now, is there some sort of geographical, like, quota they need to get? Like, they need regions from everywhere? I think so. But I think they're missing out on, like, a kid from Denver. Yeah. Or, like, Colorado. Yeah, they're sure. really missing that. Or it's... Um, and a kid in Alaska skates on the pond. Yeah. Mystery Alaska style. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But you could tell, uh, I I also think that, you know, Hendrick seems to be kind of putting this team together. Mm -hmm. And so there is like an interesting aspect, you know, Bombay didn't get to pick his team. You know, it was Hendricks, and so they picked market marketable kids. I think Mm. you you know you pick you pick the hot shot, you know, girl goalkeeper keeper from Maine, and you know she wants to show the world that you know she can play, and and you got potential for. You know, her to be a role model to young girls. And, you know, you know Tibbles, he knows that. And then, obviously, Tibbles. you want to get the, um, you know, minority. So, you get Mendoza. And, you know, he's got, you know, he's this Latin guy who's so fast. And, you know, he's got a good-looking face. So, whatever. Are you saying it like that? <laughs> I'm imagining Tibbles <laughs> pitching this to, to his people. Anyway. And then um, Austin, I, or Austin, uh, Dwayne from Austin, I don't know. I guess he just kind of saw him and... I guess maybe they're they're trying to reach out and mm-hmm. and spread and this is I guess when they moved the uh, the stars to Dallas like or right before right after right yeah and so 
maybe this was trying to reach out. And I mean, we all know what the you know the marketing machine that the uh, the Goodwill Games team was, and you know how much interest they they you know mm -hmm. you know garnered during this entire process. Yeah, USA Today, you know, yeah. was all over it. Wheaties, you know, so they're trying to grab Texas, trying to grab California. They're hitting, you know, Florida. They're trying to grab as many of the big, you know, populous states that they can to help drive That's this true. media machine. And uh, and that kind of goes to, you know, grabbing, you know, all, all sorts of socioeconomic backgrounds and, you know, stuff like that. So I, I don't think it, I don't think they were strictly hockey decisions at all. I mean, obviously... They, got, yeah. they have a guy that we can't stop. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I think the uh, the driving force behind it was them wanting to pump up their their media credibility as much as possible. That is solid reasoning because, as you said, this, these were not hockey decisions. The scouting was poor, <laughs> and if this if they lose to Iceland in the finals, if this backfires on them, they lose on home turf to like the evil empire, I guess. Then you look at and you say, oh, Tibble's got too cute trying to go for marketable kids when he should have just taken the talent. Because there's obviously more talent out there than a peewee team that finished in last <laughs> place and had a miracle run. That won, what, three games the entire year? A guy who a guy who can't stop and then a converted figure skater. That There's obviously more talent out there. Especially, I mean, like... Just go to, you can go to Massachusetts, you can go anywhere else in the Midwest, you can go to Michigan, you can go and find some better kids than what they assembled, but paid off. So you can't really say much because they did win. But yeah, I mean, to that point, you can't, you can't tell me that Russ Tyler is better than a kid that's been playing, you know, ice hockey his whole <laughs> life in Minnesota, you know, or, or Denver, or, you know, Colorado somewhere that, you know, I don't know. It's yeah. Just... I mean, that is something we need to touch on too like they had no reserves they had to go they had to find a kid who played street hockey in south central and just throw him on the squad because they didn't plan for any injuries at all outside of maybe a goalie because they had a backup and i guess shouldn't i mean wouldn't typically and with an event like this you would have tryouts yeah probably i mean, I mean you know I think that that calls into question then the legitimacy of the the junior Goodwill Games and how much of this is just a farce. And we we talked about uh, why is Iceland like the the evil team? So maybe this was all put on just so the U.S. could win because like you know Iceland they shouldn't be good at all. You know how many pros have been like have come from Iceland? Just Wolf, just Wolf, the dentist. It's true. Yeah, and maybe they kicked him out, you know, because he was they kicked him out of the NHL because he was going to try and, you know, blow the whistle on their whole thing. Mm -hmm. They deported him to Iceland. I mean, it's tough to argue with that. I think we stumbled into like probably the greatest controversy in the Mighty Ducks realm. Like, the Junior Goodwill Games was just a setup. This is crazy. It We're... was. It was just to create like national pride. Yeah. Wow. It worked. I'm on board with this. <laughs> Yeah, we might have to come back to that at some point and really flesh it out. But uh, moving on to the next topic, topic that, you know, I really like. And it's Josh, the announcer from D3. Yes. <laughs> How do we feel about Josh? Very strange kid. He's like the kid who wears like 
like a suit and like a like a jacket and like a tie when you're not when you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. Like where is it to school? And you know, I'm sure he seems like a nice guy, but everyone's kind of like he's a kid that got beat up a lot in school growing up. I, I'm not sure he got beaten up. I mean, I think maybe uh, like before high school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like once he got to Eaton Hall, people are just like, "This kid, really?" His one-liners are on point, though. I mean, you know, walking down the hallway and being ready, being at the ready when Luis gets a hard checking in the boards. That's, yeah, yeah, has to hurt. You know. He's, yeah, he's got it. He's ready. He's a pro at all times. Yeah, yeah. he's a very good announcer. He's for, got his hair ready for, too. Uh, yes, yeah. very good announcer for his age. He's got a good look to him. He somehow got Paul Korea to come on. At <laughs> He's connected, obviously. <laughs> intermission. So I think Josh, does Josh, Josh could go one or two ways. He could come and be like, he could just go through any announcer ranks and like move his way up and be like an NHL announcer or wherever he wants to be. Or he could like go and get stuck in like Alaska and realize it's not for him and like realize the business isn't what he imagined it to be. Like he didn't, he doesn't want to like slog through all like the crappy announcing gigs and push off i think he he's the kid who would like uh he would go for an internship like as a senior in high school he would you know be trying to you know help out you know like the big metro or something like that and help out with with them you know uh running stats doing anything they need or or like the local nbc and you know minneapolis you know just kind of doing everything he could <laughs> to try and, you know, reach his dream. Um, and then in college, who knows? Like, he, he'd definitely, like, call, like, whatever school he went to, their games. And, and uh, you know, I, I think he's got a future in it. But, you I mean, you always have to you, you always have to factor in that there's a possibility he'd get hooked on drugs. <laughs> I don't – no, no. I, I think he's the kid who, who doesn't, like, drink at all. Like, he's afraid of beer. Like, you know, a lot of kids like that, they'll go to college and they'll kind of, like, go crazy. I don't think he's like that at all. I think, you know, he ends up going to, like, a... Even if he stays in the field? Oh, yeah, if he stays in the field, that's a good he's point. He's kind of screwed. Yeah. If... Well, I think we need to point out something. There's an added degree of difficulty here because he doesn't have a color commentator. That's true. He's talking a lot. Except when Paul Korea is there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... That... It's rare. You don't see it very often. I mean, even even you know, low level high school baseball in Texas, you have a color commentator and a play by play. Well, you have like in baseball, you have to. Yeah. But you know, there's there's times like in like in basketball, where you have guys who do it all on their own. You know, just they're calling it for the uh, you know the hometown team that's you know forty miles away or something. They might be like a freelancer. And so I think it's pretty impressive, especially when you've got those like uh, you got the two intermissions. Mm-hmm. So you better have a lot of stuff to talk about if it's just yourself. Can I throw out a, a suggestion? And, okay, and uh, we can kind of take this, uh, in you know, in a, in a direction and choose our what we would have. But like, say you could, you okay. could have one we might duck, edit this out, but one <laughs> duck that could be the color commentator with him. I would choose Averman. I mean, oh, that would oh, be yeah. gold. Yeah. Averman would get, would be good. That's good. That might be the that might be the obvious answer. Yeah, I I don't know who else would would be able to. I think Goldberg would be okay. Um, only, <laughs> only if it's, uh, cause he's, 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 uh, I don't want to say cocky, but he's got a little bit of a smarm yeah. about him. You know, when he, when he's playing well, if you look back to D2, when him and Averman are doing like the fake pregame interview and, and Goldberg is, you know, very confident about his abilities. That's true. And so I think he would be able to give kind of a good analysis, but it, it would probably be a little bit off. Like he would probably think someone was much, 
worse than they actually are. Like, they're actually not bad. Plus, I think a lot of his, you know, analogies or whatever would, like, go to sandwiches and stuff. (laughs) Playing like a meatball sub over there. (laughs) Exactly. Which, I mean, may not be a bad thing, but... Yeah. I think he, like, I don't think his analysis, like, of the game, like, his hockey knowledge is that great. He might be even, like, a better third man in the booth where he can just pop in, crack a couple jokes. Be the wild card, if you will. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Everybody needs a wild card. (laughs) Yeah, so Josh, he's got, this is kind of a prestigious thing. He calls, well, does he call the varsity games as well as or just JV? I, oh, that's a good point. I didn't yeah. really think of that. I mean, I think he's skilled enough to call the varsity games. I mean, I think he has the talent to be able to do that. I mean, I don't know. They might have somebody even better, but. Well, I imagine they actually probably have like a couple of uh, like townies who do it, like super fans who are, you know, very knowledgeable about the game and the history. And, you know, Josh is kind of, like, wants to be them. I bet you he's, like, the third guy or something like that. Mm. Or he does, like, he comes in on intermission during the varsity games to give those guys a break. Or maybe do a little sideline. A little side, or whatever it would be called. In yeah, <laughs> ringside. Ringside. Between the glass, but they won't, They didn't have between the glass in, like, 94. But, I mean, Josh, do the, so we're assuming he's a student, right? Yeah. No, he, yeah, he remember he's in the locker. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, do people like Josh? Do people at Eden Hall like Josh? Or do they just stay away? What's his kind of social social situation? I, see, I think he's kind of a loner. You know, he's kind of... I, I don't think anybody really notices him. You know, I, I think he just kind of drifts through his high school years. And, you know, he does his thing and he's really good at it. But nobody really, you know, takes notice. So he's not invited to many birthday parties? No, no. He's not invited to many birthday No, man. Not many keggers, nothing, you know, nothing <laughs> like that. Plus, apparently, he has an aversion to alcohol. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's tough because it's a private school, and so you yeah. know, I went to public school, so yeah, you know, I can't really like if he if Josh was at public school and doing this, people would say this kid is weird. Yeah, they'd be, and he would definitely get beat up a lot. Yeah, it's like the kid who like wants to help out, you know, during the the high school like basketball broadcast is like, why don't you just play basketball? Yeah, and. And so maybe, you know, he obviously had a love for the game. And so maybe he was, like, cut from the team. And so he, like, as a kid, and so he decided, okay, well, I still want to be involved, so I'm just going to go. I'm going to call the games. That's probably a likely So maybe he's, like, friends with all the jocks, though, because they, like, played in sixth, seventh grade, but then he got cut. But there's, like, oh, well, Josh, he's still our friend. But assuming he's the same age as the Ducks, he doesn't know any of them. He's not from where they're from. Yeah, Ducks are coming in. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of. I was going to suggest the same thing, but uh, he he doesn't have any ties to them. It's true. Yeah, I mean, it's very big of him to, he seems to like the Ducks. So it's yeah. very big of him to, like, kind of be professional in that situation when his friends probably all got cut from the JV team. Yeah. And then they, could, because of the Ducks came in. Uh, Josh, Josh, like, get a homecoming date? Does he go to prom? Like, is Josh try to be involved? Or I bet you just, there's, like, Another, like, an AV girl who, you know, because obviously he's, he's got to know a lot of these, these tech things. And so he's probably, like, vice president of the tech club, something along those lines of, you know, he does things like that. And there's some girl who probably thinks it's great that he's on the radio. Like, he was like, oh, I, you know, I, I call all the games. Like, oh, wow, that's so cool. I'll listen to you on the radio. And, and maybe, maybe he, you know, does a, a grand gesture and he, you know, asks a girl on the air. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's he gets it. Paul Correa that, to ask her. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean that might be even that's better it. right there. 
Yeah. He's obviously very that's charismatic. He if he gets Paul, if he can get Paul Correa to go on this JV varsity how showdown, did, how did he get Paul Correa? Well, I think they said that Paul was an alum, and yeah. I'm assuming like maybe Paul had a maybe this is like during the Christmas break or something, or maybe like the Ducks had a couple days off. The Anaheim Mighty Ducks mm-hmm. at the time had the All Star break, and he yeah maybe maybe that's a good point yeah. And, and maybe they were in town like. Uh, oh yeah, that's a good point too. But there's no, there's no team. I oh, guess this is between. This is between this, yeah, the this Wild is like and '94, yeah. which is like right around where when the Stars moved. But uh, we'll say that could be too. That could be it too. Uh, yeah. So I assume he just comes back and he was just visiting the school, you know, catching up with Coach Wilson, the varsity coach, and whatnot. Yeah, Maybe he, he had a speaking. Yeah, 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 definitely. And then, Speak to the team, and, and then he just alumni event or you know fundraiser or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and then he he just Josh just is like, can you come on? Or maybe like the coach was like, can you come on during the intermission to talk about the JV varsity showdown? I think Josh is the kind of guy who would definitely like email the Ducks, like the, the Anaheim Ducks, and say like, hey, I know Paul's a alum. I know you guys are gonna be in town. It would be great if he could you know be here. He's definitely he's got the charisma. Did they have an email in '94? Uh, he's the one who would write a bunch of letters. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. He would, uh, he would, he would call them up, and I wonder how they did that back in the day. Yeah. No email. Weird. This sucked. Yeah. All right. Any other thoughts about Josh? Because we are, we're up against it. But if you got a great I, thought, I, I think he makes it. I think he makes it in the business. What? So what is he doing right now? Um, I think what happened was he ended up. Uh, he, he, you know, was kind of on his way. But then what happened is he, you know, met his eventual wife, you know, a fellow nerd like him. And so he now he's probably uh, got like a, a PR job or something. And he calls games on like on Friday nights because he likes doing it. I would I would rather see his career go where he's like the, the you know, I guess now it would be NBC, like their game mm-hmm. of the week or yeah. whatever it would be within that time frame. You know, be their like national play-by-play guy. That'd be cool, pretty cool. Yeah, he's I got think the he chops. You know, as long as he keeps the drive. Yeah, he's pretty young though. Yeah, so. yeah. lot That's lot true. can happen. That's mm-hmm. true. Lot can happen. Drugs. And yeah. So I mean, we'll <laughs> let you. We'll let you make your own conclusion about Josh, but we we're probably gonna do this again. So if you want to email us and you want to get your name read like Muddy Duck at twenty eight, you can go to thequackduck.com contact us give us some topic ideas we'll discuss them we have plenty more that are in the hopper that we still have to discuss but you if yours is good we can get you yours on the air i guess or on the internet i don't know the interwebs yeah or you can just go to at quick tech pod and start tweeting at us and say yo you guys should talk about this and we'll be like okay maybe if it sucks then we'll probably tell you it sucks uh (laughs) And but then, thanks anyway. Yeah. yeah, but we we appreciate the fans. And then iTunes, you can go give us five stars and say, hey, talk about this. If you give us five stars, we will not say you suck. We'll just say <laughs> thanks for the five stars, and we'll probably talk about your topic. So that will probably be the best thing to do. Uh, that could get a little wild. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, just remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack.